Oh, so now they want to start cracking down on NIL. I'll tell you why Miami fans shouldn't be worried. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Alex Dono, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, including pregame and postgame on the Miami Hurricanes radio network. And thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen each and every day. We are available free wherever you, get, wherever you get your pods, and we are also available on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. NIL Mania is gaining steam. Miami isn't the only team that's under a spotlight. There are several other universities that are spending big, or I should say the NIL collectives are spending big. But honestly, guys, I feel very confident based on who and where this money is coming from, from a Miami perspective, that the Canes are going to be all right. I'm very confident. Now, this pot has been stirring even greater over the last 24 hours or so. Ross Dellinger tweeted on Tuesday, officials contend that boosters are offering inducements masked as name, image, and likeness, NIL payments. However, boosters tell SI Now, Sports Illustrated, that they are in compliance with state laws and NCAA policy. And they have receipts setting up what is likely to be a litigation showdown, boosters versus the NCAA. Now, I mentioned Miami certainly is not the only university that has a big public spotlight now with NIL. You see what's been going on in places like USC, Tennessee, Texas A&M, uh, all the big universities are doing what they can. Their boosters are doing what they can to compete with this. Uh, Miami, though, in many ways, has become the face of the name, image, and likeness controversy for three reasons. These are the three reasons I can identify. And if you guys want to tell me others in the comments or on Twitter, make sure you follow me at Alex Dono. Make sure you follow the show at Locked on Canes. We follow everybody back, by the way. Reason number one why Miami has become the face of this in a lot of ways. The Ruiz family, John Ruiz, Alex Ruiz, his other sons and daughters, they are the ones behind Life Wallet. Big time NIL payments are being made. They've been so public on social media that they are literally more visible in the NIL space than just about anybody else. That's number one. Number two, this is why a lot of attention is being given to Miami now. Less than a year ago, Miami was considered to be behind the times when it comes to finances, right? What they're paying their coaching staff, what kind of facilities they have. And then suddenly, within the last year, a Miami benefactor appears to be basically outspending everyone else. At least that's the way it looks from the outside looking in. So they went zero to 60 really quick, okay? Number three. I firmly believe that there is an anti-Miami bias that's been around since the 1980s. So that's why people are very quick to jump aboard with any opportunity to go after the U. Now, here's a little bit, and we're going to talk about Ruiz in a moment and why what John Ruiz is doing is so much more meticulous and so much more legitimate than a lot of these other NIL efforts out there. Dennis Dodd, 
wrote an article in CBS Sports that's being talked about a lot. I'm going to read you an excerpt from it, okay? Within the coming weeks, he says, the NCAA plans to crack down on boosters who are funding name, image, and likeness payments to athletes. Payments, the association says, are violations of longstanding NCAA rules. NCAA Council Chairman Shane Lyons told CBS Sports the association's ruling body is motivated to push back against what is becoming a burgeoning scandal, they say, of quote-unquote disguised pay-for-play in college athletics. And I have no doubt there's a lot of that going on. Uh, and guess what, guys? Let me remind you. There was a lot of pay-for-play going on before NIL became legal, before NIL was passed. There was a lot of pay-for-play. It was happening under the table back then. It's, a ha it's happening above the table now. Quote, how are they having conversations with athletes, Lyons said. They're boosters. We've never let boosters be involved in the recruiting process. Where did it get off the tracks? The collectives, he says, and you're going to hear that word a lot here in the coming weeks, collectives. These are the groups, the organizations raising these NIL funds. Uh, the collectives are boosters, he says. Dennis Dodd adds, these collectives, of which some estimate there may be more than 100, emerged as unintended consequences of what has basically become unchecked NIL benefits. The heads of some of the larger collectives are well known to both coaches and administrators. Then he goes out to mention our guy, John Ruiz. John Ruiz Jr. is a billionaire alumnus who leads a University of Miami collective and has become the face of NIL. He is also an attorney the son of Cuban immigrants who attended Miami when its football dynasty took shape in the 1980s. Quote, and this is a quote from Ruiz. My plat, and by the way, Ruiz is incredibly confident here that this controversy, it's going to affect others in a way that it will not affect him. My platform is very consistent with all the rules with NCAA and state law, Ruiz told CBS Sports. We probably have a more robust compliance system than the schools or the NCAA itself, he said. I am extremely comfortable. This is totally kosher, he says. We have legitimate companies. I am a seasoned lawyer, he adds. I do high-level litigation. What would happen in a court of law if someone were to challenge what we would do? We actually require work for pay, he says. And okay, you want to talk about where this money is actually coming from, all right? Um, and I mentioned you're going to hear the word collectives a lot. You know, these these organizations, a lot of them around the country are run by boosters. And in some cases, you've basically got boosters forming these collectives and these 501Cs. Like these are not legitimate businesses they're running. They are essentially doing the 2022 equivalent of handing the collections jar around the church sanctuary and crowdfunding money that's going to pay for play, and they're calling it NIL. That's not what Ruiz and Life Wallet are doing. In fact, MSP Recovery, the parent company owned by the Ruiz family that owns and operates Life Wallet, has just been granted SEC approval, not SEC football conference approval. We're talking about the SEC. We're talking business regulation. Uh, MSP Recovery that owns Life Wallet gets SEC approval Ruiz tweeted out, and he has the documents to approve to to prove it. And this has been verified by other sources than Ruiz that they have been granted SEC uh, approval. And Ruiz made a point on social media about 
what separates his own business and his own NC, uh, his own uh, NIL initiative from these collectives out there, which are literally groups of boosters just raising pay for play money. That's not what he's doing. Established companies with a legitimate business purpose or 501Cs uh, creating collectives and 501Cs to enter into deals with players is really problematic, he says, in my legal opinion. We can't change, we being LifeWallet, we can't change regular business practices just to pay players. So when it's all said and done, folks, I don't know what percentage of the NIL collectives out there, the collectives behind groups at the Florida States and the Floridas and the Alabamas and the Clemsons of the world and the USC's and the Texas. I don't know how many of them actually have the receipts to prove that they're not just boosters disguised as NIL. Ruiz actually has the receipts. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that John Ruiz doesn't want Miami football and basketball to be better and to win, right? That he's just doing this completely selflessly. No, the guy's an alum. He wants to help make Miami athletics great again. So obviously that's part of his motive. But folks, you can actually see the commercials, the social media posts, the athletes that he's paying money to to represent his brand are actually doing it He's clearly getting a benefit from it. His companies are getting a benefit from it. Like, think about it. I, I know we, we got a lot of Hurricanes fans who listen to and watch this show. I'm sure we have some non-Hurricanes fans who listen to and watch the show. But this question especially goes out to the Kane fans out there. Raise your hand to yourself quietly. Uh, maybe send me a selfie of yourself raising your hand. Um, have you, within the last few months actually signed up for life wallet or at least become aware of it strictly because of their nil venture I'm sure we got a lot of hands going up uh i hadn't heard much of anything about john ruiz or the life wallet initiative or msp recovery or cigar racing before all this started so clearly this is working for him like clearly this is benefiting his businesses and these are legitimate businesses backed up by the sec and documentation right uh, does he get pleasure as a Miami fan and a Miami alum out of benefiting University of Miami, Miami Athletics? I'm sure he does. But folks, John Ruiz, Life Wallet, they have the effing receipts to prove that they're doing it above board. The man is a high-level lit litigator. Like he said, he's got stricter compliance than the NCAA actually does. Because you know what the NCAA has been doing for the last couple of years? When everyone was gearing up for name, image, and likeness, they were sitting on their hands, the NCAA. They thought about putting some kind of a regulation plan together. They didn't end up doing it because they were afraid of things being challenged in court. So honestly, I believe the Ruiz family and Miami are going to be fine here. If anything, LifeWallet is actually creating the blueprint and blazing the trail that should become the standard and the model for NIL collectives to follow to make sure that they are doing it above board. Now, when we come back, and this does potentially tie into NIL as well, are the Miami Hurricanes now in the mix for a big-time transfer portal target? I want to talk about the great folks at Built Bar. 
My friends, Built Bar is helping me get healthier because I have a sweet tooth. I've dropped 52 pounds in the last six and a half months. Replacing my candy bars with Built Bar is a big part of that. Summer is coming, guys. And with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. My kid loves Built Bar. Make sure everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, guys, they are healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to their website, built.com, and order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Have you tried the Built Puffs yet? You're going to go crazy for the Puffs. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie, even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro, man? And they're only 140 calories. Sign me up. If that's not enough flavor for you, you might want to try the Mix Box. The Mix Box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. Built Bar makes sure there's something for everyone. I love the white chocolate cookies and cream, guys. That is my favorite. Most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, only 4 net carbs, 17 action-packed grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which actually has around 240 calories, bloating calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. So go to Built.com to get all your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, so many more. They are delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at built.com. So go to built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use our promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Canes your first listen each and every day. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts, and we're also available free on YouTube. Yeah. Make sure you subscribe to that YouTube channel. We just literally launched it yesterday. Huge thanks to Brad Tejeda from canesinsight.com for joining us uh, on the first YouTube adventure. We've been doing the audio version of the podcast for over a month. We just got the YouTube launched as well, which is fantastic. So one of the biggest time players uh, who's going to be in the portal here, wide receiver from Pittsburgh, Jordan Addison. Now, I'm not telling you Miami's the favorite because I do still believe that USC are going to be the favorites here. And I think NIL is going to be a big part of his decision. So you're telling me that this Ruiz family is not going to be able to outbid somebody else for NIL? Yeah, again, Miami is not the only university benefiting from name, image, and likeness. USC, big time benefiting from that as well. But yeah, according to... uh, Caneswarning.com and some of the recruiting analysts out there. And just a heads up, we're going to be talking with our recruiting expert on Friday. John Garcia Jr. from Sports Illustrated is going to join us. I don't know how much movement there's going to be on the Addison front before then, but we will ask him about it. So the Miami football program is expected to enter the mix for Pittsburgh transfer wide receiver Jordan Addison, according to Chris Hummer of 24-7 Sports. USC is considered the overwhelming favorite to sign Addison, they say. Addison officially entered the transfer portal on Tuesday after it had been rumored last week. The NIL deal with USC is reportedly worth over $1 million. Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald reported on Monday the Hurricanes are looking for the right wide receiver. 
Addison would instantly become the number one wide receiver for Miami. The Hurricanes do not have a clear number one entering the 2022 season. Now, it has been added by some of the recruiting analysts out there that, listen, of course, um, as you can imagine, this is just the reality of the world that we live in now in college football. I'm sure NIL is going to go down as a big part of his decision, but the opportunity to break into the National Football League in the right situation will also come into play for Addison. Because if you think about it three-dimensionally, not only do you want to make your money in college with NIL, you want to put yourself in the best position to make your money after college as well, from NIL to NFL. So, okay, how, do, how does Miami stack up in that department? I, I think is, uh, is a worthy question to ask here. You know, we've already done a show this week about how disappointing it was, you know, last weekend in the NFL draft, only one Miami Hurricane player got their name called, and that was John Ford, and it happened in the seventh round, which means most of you probably weren't still even watching the draft by the time John Ford was drafted. Just one Hurricane drafted. Now, Miami did maintain their streak of 48 years having at least one player selected, which is impressive. But at the same time, that was Miami's worst draft output, having just one guy in the seventh round. That was the worst they've done since 1980. So now you look at it and say, well, if Jordan Addison, if NIL is part of his decision, Miami's been very competitive with NIL, NFL readiness is part of his decision. Where would Miami stack up in that mix? Um, you know, I, I think that certainly... Miami's going to be better draft-wise next year than this year. In fact, if you look at a projection here, um, and again, I know this is very early because we're like 11 and a half months away from the next NFL draft, but Miami do have two players right now that project out as potential first-round picks, including the quarterback that would be throwing Jordan Addison the football, which has got to be big. So you've got the opportunity to become an instant starter on the boundary for Miami, probably their number one receiver. That would be a nice situation for Addison. Plus, the quarterback who's throwing you the football is projected to be the ninth overall pick next year. Uh, this according to a, uh, a new piece from ESPN that, uh, that they have Tyler Van Dyke, 6'4", 224 pounds, projected to be a ninth overall pick next year. And they actually have a member of Miami's offensive line, Zion Nelson, projected to be the 10th overall pick next year. And, you know, we see the sort of coaching that offense is going to get. Uh, it's going to be a run-first offense. You got to hope that the, the, the offensive line is going to be better than it was a year ago. You've added a couple transfers, Saga Palu and Dennis from Oregon. And Alex Mirabal and Mario Cristobal will make sure that that offensive line is better coached and better schemed next year. And you have yourself a great stable of running backs. So Miami should be moving the chains a lot. And then you talk about the players that will be catching the football. I'm not that bullish on the reliability of some of those hands, okay? Uh, Keyshawn Smith flashes a lot. So does Jacoby George, flashes a lot of talent. Brashard Smith flashes a lot of versatility. I haven't seen consistent reliability out of those guys. Now, somebody I do think is going to be reliable is Xavier Restrepo playing in the slot. I think that's going to be 
and he's Tyler Van Dyke's roommate. So they've got the off-field and on-field chemistry. I think that's going to be the guy probably catching the most balls next year, assuming Addison, if Addison doesn't come, then it would probably be Restrepo for sure. The tight end group is talented as well. Will Mallory had a very good second half of the year. He's got to be more consistent. I think Elijah Royo is going to be a star. And someday, hopefully sooner than later, Jaleel Skinner, true freshman, I think is going to be an absolute stud at tight end. So I think Miami's offense, which was already very good last year, is going to be in a great situation this coming year. So, yeah, if you're talking about potential to flash yourself as an NFL prospect, um, I, I think Miami could end up being a very good spot for Jordan Addison. Uh, but still, I think compared to USC, Miami is probably behind the eight ball on that. When you talk about NIL, I know that uh, members of the Ruiz family have, quote, tweeted some things talking about Addison. I know I'm sure they're going to make him some kind of an offer. When you talk about making NIL offers, I'm sure they're going to be making one to that player. So that will be very, very interesting. And, hey, we, we said it last week. We said it earlier this week. We talked about this with Brad Tejeda yesterday. Don't think Miami is done in the transfer portal. Miami has a top 10 transfer incoming class already at this point. And by all indications, they're still looking to add at a couple of key positions, including at wide receiver. So this is this is definitely something to keep your eye on, my friends. When we come back, I want to set the table for tomorrow's social media show. We ask the burning questions here. The burning questions. When you talk about how far the Miami Hurricanes can go as a football team this coming season, you got to talk about who might be standing in their way. You know who's never standing in my way? Rock Auto. Rock Auto makes my life so much easier and so much less expensive, guys. With their ever-increasing numbers of makes and models in cars, it is now impossible for you to go to a local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, hey, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Who knows? And then wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand that their warehouse happens to carry. Guys, you have computers. I have computers. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pockets on your smartphone. Rockauto.com, guys, they save you time. And they save you money. Both of those things are important, especially saving money. With inflation these days, oh, everything going on. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when Rock Auto gives you the best prices right away? For example, if you're looking for that Honda Odyssey of yours, you want to replace the fuel pump, that's going to be $353 from a chain store. Only $216 from Rock Auto. That's a big saving. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. That is so key, guys. You're never going to overpay with Rock Auto. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And make sure you write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. So when you, you know, when, when you buy something at Rock Auto, they're going to ask you, where'd you hear about us? Right locked on in that box. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. 
Rock Auto. So guys, you know how we like to do it on Thursday episodes. We are going to open up Twitter. We're going to open up the interactions. Make sure you're following us, by the way, at Locked On Canes is the Twitter account. And this is exciting. If you follow us, you can hit that follow back button. We will follow you back. We are trying to build a community of enthusiastic, rabid, and like-minded Miami Hurricanes fans. But hell, even if you're a Gator fan or a Seminole fan, if you want to follow us, we will follow you back. We will engage in some banter. So make sure you follow our Twitter account. So uh, we're going to discuss this on tomorrow's episode. Um, you guys know, to a point, I'm pretty bullish on Miami, even in year one under Cristobal. I think the Hurricanes are going to be better. My official prediction, 10-2 and two regular season. Brad Tejeda was on with us. His official prediction was 10-2 and two regular season. When we spoke with Larry Bluestein last week, I think he was right around the 9-10 to 10 win range as well. And all three of us predicted Miami would win the Coastal Division, which outright has only happened one time before. Miami has only been outright winners of the Coastal one time before. They've only played in one ACC championship game. They've been in the conference for 18 years, so that's kind of embarrassing that they've only played in one conference championship game. I think they're going to get back there this year. But who do you think is the biggest threat to Miami in the Coastal Division? A lot of buzz around Virginia. You know, I know that Pittsburgh and North Carolina projected pretty high in the conference. They both did lose their quarterbacks to the National Football League. You know, Pittsburgh's about to lose a pretty important wide receiver in the transfer portal. Um, North Carolina, of course, they've been a bogey team for Miami. Like, we've had a lot of trouble beating them in recent years. So you tell me. Uh, get get out to us on Twitter at Locked On Canes and tell me we're gonna have the full discussion tomorrow. If Miami's gonna win that coastal, who's the biggest threat? Who's the team you're most concerned about getting through? Because the ACC Coastal Division, it is for better or worse, it's got the most parity, I think, in all of college football, right? And usually it's because most of the teams are not very good and they all kind of beat each other up. But uh, the Coastal's been unpredictable, right? You've had even teams like Georgia Tech have won the Coastal and Duke and Pittsburgh, you know, last year. You, you never know who's going to win that Coastal division. Is it finally Miami's time to get back there? And who is the team you are most worried about getting through? So let us know at Locked on Canes on Twitter. And feel free to follow me as well on my personal Twitter account at Alex Dono. Dono spelled D-O-N-N-O. So we'll have the social media discussion tomorrow on Friday. We are going to talk with John Garcia Jr. from Sports Illustrated. And yeah, guys, make sure you subscribe to our podcast channel, the audio versions, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your pods. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well because you can actually, you can look me in my crazy eyes and not only hear what I'm saying, but see what I'm saying as well. And we will talk to you guys again tomorrow. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on ACC. I love this show. I was a guest on it late last week, and I hope to be back soon. Get all of your ACC news in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts.